Welcome to NCT Answers, a weekly podcast from In-Depth Studies that examines theological issues from a New Covenant theology perspective. I'm your host, Paul Honeycutt, joined as always by Jeff Volker. Today's episode is part of a series looking at key truths in Scripture. We are currently in the book of Hebrews. Where do we begin today, Jeff? We are in Hebrews chapter 10, but beginning at verse 26, because this is the second of what we call the proverbial problem passages Mm. in the book of Hebrews, where it looks like, at least on the surface, like a believer can lose his salvation. We don't believe that, and so how would we handle this passage? So let's sort of walk our way through. We'll just see how much we, we can cover in the time given us. But it starts in verse 26, where the author of Hebrews says, If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished, who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, who has insulted the Spirit of grace. For we know him who said, It is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So this is not exactly mm. an upbeat section. No. Uh, so if you're if it's overcast and you have a cold, and you're tired, and you feel like, feel like eating worms, this is the passage to read. <laughs> this will put bounce in your step. But now, we have addressed this before, but we'll just in review, because this will be good to review again, that when we read the book of Hebrews, we think, at least, it is very, very essential that you correctly identify the point of view of what's going on. And by that I mean, let's say the book of Romans has a point of view that salvation from God's perspective it's all meaning it's all fixed it's all it's if what he starts he finishes everything is of God versus book of Hebrews where it's looking at salvation from the perspective of our perspective what we see what we see do we see people quote lose their salvation the answer would be yes now, God says we think he, they never had it, but it does appear as though they had it, now they don't have it. And so he, that's what, this is a warning passage. And of course, remembering the context, you got these professed believers in Jesus who are Jewish, who are experiencing this you know, tremendous persecution for their faith, and who are now, it seems, considering going back, rejecting the source of their persecution, which is the cross, the new covenant, go back under the old covenant, but they can sort of hang on to the sacrifices of the old covenant to pay for sins and yet avoid persecution. And the author of Hebrews says that is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But so he says, look at verse 28. So it's, it's a warning. First off in verse 26, this is, and this is a, difficult to get our hands around it says if we deliberately keep on sinning after we've received the knowledge of the truth no sacrifice for sins is left so what what is he saying this this is the same thing as chapter six in hebrews what he's saying is is that if you if you appear 
to embrace the gospel. You're now viewed as a member of the family of believers. You exist within the family. And now, for whatever reason, you have turned your back on, on the gospel, on the cross. He says, this is now visible evidence that you are not one of the elect. Mm -hmm. And that means to, to share the gospel with you, to pray for you, would be a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Now, I admit when I, when I see that, I'm thinking, boy, that seems pretty severe. And if I saw someone who seemed to fall away, would I pray for them? And the answer is probably yes. But this says that if they fall into this category, that it's a waste of time. Well, explain, because when you first read it, you kind of think, well, I know I'm going to keep sinning. I, I, you know, I'm still a, I still struggle with sin. But he's saying if we deliberately keep on sinning. Yeah, this is, some, this is much more. This is not just a believer falling into sin. This is where you come to a settled mind mm -hmm. that the God of Scripture, the God of the cross, is just unacceptable. And we've saw, we saw that we there was a fellow that we that I knew who that you're aware of, who came to the who was a, a exemplary believer for many years, but then through a series of circumstances came to the settled mind that the God of Scripture was morally unacceptable to him, mm. and he's been away for many years, by at least fifteen years, yeah. if I if, if I'm counting accurately. Okay, well. In my mind, this is the bet. This is the example of someone who probably falls into this category. Mm -hmm. But notice it, it says, uh, "How look at verse twenty-nine? How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant, covenant that sanctified them?" See, now, this is where the perspective thing as mm. to how are, is the subject being approached? Is it looking at it from God's point of view or man's point of view? To me, this is man's point of view because these guys pro have professed to believe. Therefore, they have professed that Jesus has sanctified them. They've already professed that. So let's turn to 2 Peter chapter 2. Uh, verse 1, where it says this, But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. Mm. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. This is saying, I think, the same sort of a thing we see in Hebrews 10. That is, these false teachers, they claim that Jesus died for them, he bought them, but their teaching is denying the very thing that they claim. Mm. So once again, it's important to identify the point of view that uh, the person is being described. Is this a professed believer? We're looking at people profess, or is it looking at it from the perspective, God's perspective, that those whom he saves, obviously he will, per he will uh, cause to persevere. He mm. will take them to be with him forever in heaven. Well, that's, that's true. But this is not that perspective, just like Hebrews 10. And that's very helpful, I think, at least from my point of view, 
This is the most common mistake that is made of trying to interpret not only the difficult passages of Hebrews 10 that we've been looking at, but also the same kind of one in Hebrews 6. So the, um, so, And we, before we finish up here in verse 31, where it says, it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. This has always been sort of a... A verse that, you know, work out your salvation, fear and trembling, mm-hmm. Philippians 2. Well, this is the thing that if you do not persevere, yep. this is what you have to look forward to. Of course, if you don't persevere, it means you, he never really died for you right. because everybody for whom he dies, they will persevere. But people who profess, not everybody who professes is a real believer. And that's what this is getting at. So if... You, if these individuals, professed believers who are Jewish, do not repent mm-hmm. and you know, re- and reassert their Jesus as their Savior and Lord, then it says it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And of course, for us to talk about eternal punishment, where the Bible talks about it in terms of lake of fire, you know, exactly what it's going to be, we don't know. But but the point is that's at least from my perspective, that is a horrifying uh, concept of an eternal lake of fire, however that would work. But it is active torment from an all-powerful God mm-hmm. who is taking vengeance on you. And that's horrifying. Well, you know, when you read these, these uh, warning passages in Hebrews, they can be a little scary. You know, if you're not paying attention or have the right perspective, yeah. uh, who's speaking to who here? But, but it's it's interesting to me though because I think in some regards, it's a healthy thing to mm-hmm. think about hell. It's a healthy thing to understand how serious all this really is, and that, that, that you know, I use the phrase "check yourself." You need to regularly, right? You know, hey, am I am I really, you know, am I getting lazy? Am I getting slothful? Whatever in the faith? No, I need to stop that if I am. I need to continually look back to the cross you know not that we resave ourselves or anything of that notion but uh yeah i think it's healthy it really is well let's finish up by going back to philippians 2 because this will describe the same thing verses 12 and 13 this is one of those favorite memory verses that we find where paul says to the philippian believers he says therefore my dear friends as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Right. But then he says, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So the idea, the very last verse, verse 13 says that, you know, if he, he starts the work of salvation, he will finish it. Mm-hmm. You, will, you will persevere. But it says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And this is real believers will take the warnings seriously. And that's what we see in the book of Hebrews. They will take it seriously. Now, in the book of Hebrews, it's not, we are not given the uh, sort of the uh, insight into how did they respond. We don't know for sure. But, but if you're a real believer, you will take the warning of the book of Hebrews seriously. You will repent and come back. Right. And that is a wonderful thing. So from a human point of view, we know that uh, the warning passages are real. They have a uh, real believers take them to heart. 
And that's all true. But from God's point of view, no. Those whom he causes to believe, he will guarantee they will persevere to the end. And that, that is a wonderful truth. Yes, it is. On, on those dark days that we all ha tend to have every so often. If you have questions about this topic or anything else uh, regarding New Covenant Theology, you can always go to our website, ids.org. There's lots of good material there for you to uh, explore. Uh, or if you're in a hurry and you just want to talk to Jeff Rickley, you can give him a call at... Uh, my cell phone number is 480-313-8558, and my email address is volker.jeff at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.